Uh, you ever had those moments when you're telling a story and then someone steals your punchline? You're telling a joke and then someone catches you and, and uh, Pastor Jim and I, we, we, we really would love to sit down and really plan out everything that we're doing. But last Sunday, he preached one of the most fantastic messages I have heard on the subject of peace. And tonight, I am going to try and attempt to say stuff that he didn't say, which is really hard to do, on the subject of peace. Because it was just a phenomenal message on the song of peace. And if you missed it, you need to get in the app and you need to go hear about the song of peace that the angels sang. And we're going to talk about the Jesus that the scripture speaks of in Isaiah. We've been in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 talking about the prophecy of Jesus. It was prophesied almost 700 years before uh, Jesus was even born. Isaiah speaks these words in Isaiah chapter 9 and he says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Remember, that was one of his names and what it meant that we have access to this counselor who walks us through life. When we talked about how we have a savior, a, a, a good shepherd who walks us through things. And I love how the scriptures describes Jesus as our priest who isn't so disconnected, but he actually was 100% man, 100% God, and knew what we were going through. He was able to counsel us because he understands us uh, far greater than we truly admit. We called him our mighty God. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Everlasting Father, but tonight I want to end this mini-series with the concept that he is your Prince of Peace. And I know when we hear that phrase, Prince of Peace, you know, originally I thought of royalty. Like he, you know, and we do think of God as royalty. We call him that. He's framed that in Scripture. But the true definition of that word, Prince of Peace, really isn't anything to do with royalty. More than it has to do with authority. That he is the Lord. He is in charge of. He holds in his hands. He rules over the concept of rest and wholeness and completeness, the word peace. And in this season where, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes Christmas is the one season that lacks that word altogether, peace. I mean, everything is hustle and bustle. Traffic gets crazier. The mall gets crowded. No one goes to the mall anymore. If you do, you need to ask for forgiveness. I mean, that place is literally a madhouse. It is craziness. Drive by 410 and see Ingram Park, and all you see is a sea of cars. You're just like, Lord, bless them. It's called the internet, and they can get everything and find in that building online. Uh, but, I mean, it's sometimes this season is so avoid the concept of peace. But right here in Scripture, the, the prophet announces, and he will be called the Prince of Peace, the ruler, the authority, the one who releases it and gives it back. You know you're in charge when you can do that. When you can give something and then you can give it right back, that, you're in charge if you can do that. I, at my house, the remote, whoever can release the remote and get the remote back is the, really the one in charge of the couch. Whoever can give authority but then give it back, that's the one who's really in charge. And that's really what this word means, shar or sar shalom. It truly means the Lord or the ruler, the authority, the chief giver of and the chief taker away of. Not just the giver, but the taker away of peace. It's, he's in charge. He can't just be the one who gives. He also has authority to get back or to take away. And so tonight, I just, two simple thoughts in God's word. Is that, of course, Jesus is who this prophet is speaking of. 
Jesus is the person that this prophecy is pointing to. And we have in Scripture in the book of Luke, when the angel appears to Mary and the angel appears to Joseph, and they're to give his name Jesus. It is the name Emmanuel, God with us. It's Jesus who this prophecy is speaking of. Jesus is the authority and the ruler and the giver and the taker away of this word peace. He controls it all. That's Jesus, and, he would, and he's given that as part of his name. And two things, I just, simple thoughts, if you have the app, you can follow along, but Jesus is our Prince of Peace, amen? Jesus is who Isaiah is speaking about, and Jesus is the Prince of Peace who does two things with this peace. He comforts you. Aren't you glad we have a God who offers comfort? I love what John captures this, the, the, the gospel of John when Jesus was speaking. He's, these are the words in red in my Bible. It says, the peace that I leave you, my peace, as if his peace is a little different. It is because it's the peace. He's the guy who rules peace. It's not like the bargain version of peace. It's not like the discount or the five below version of peace. It's like the real thing peace. It's like the peace. It is all the peace. The peace is his. And he says this, the peace that I leave with you, my peace I give you. I don't give it to you as the world gives. Because we've seen how the world gives peace, right? It's a little circumstantial, and it's really short-lived, right? Like, it doesn't last very long. Uh, we, we can get peace for a short amount. We can go on vacation and get a clear head for a little bit of time. But most of us, we usually wish the vacation could go longer. Unless we're taking that vacation with some family members we didn't hope would ever go on that trip with us, right? Like, but most of the time, we're saying, I want this vacation to last longer, but it ends. It's temporary. Jesus captures this, and he says, listen, I don't give it like the world gives. And he's going to say this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Because he understands that he is the God that's able to step in even in the most trying times of life and able to bring peace. Remember, peace shows up in the storm on the boat, right? In the middle of the storm, he's asleep. The disciples are freaking out, and Jesus steps up. He doesn't say joy to the world, no. He doesn't say, uh, you know, heart the herald angel. He doesn't say any of that. You know what he says at that moment? He says, peace be still. He's able to bring comfort in the middle of the storm The God who lords over this word, peace. Jesus is the peace who comforts us. Philippians, Paul captures this when he wrote to the Philippian church, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. We've read this this year many times, present your request to God. Why? Because God's not afraid of the stuff that we go through. Why? Because he's the authority, the ruler, the guardian of this word, peace. And here it is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. It doesn't make sense in a storm. We're not supposed to have peace, but it comes with knowing this Jesus. It comes with knowing him. And it says, and that transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. You have to have the in Christ part because he's the ruler of peace. The Jesus of peace comforts you. So tonight, I don't know if you're here, and your whole 2016 has felt like nothing but a bad cruise, and it's just been rocking and rolling all year long, and it's been tough, and it's been you know, frustrating, and it's been hard. Tonight, I came to tell you that the Prince of Peace is here. He was born in a manger, that's what we celebrate, but his name is Jesus, and he's able to bring comfort to you. His name is Jesus, and he brings peace to comfort us, but he also brings peace to save us, that kind of peace. The peace that quiets, like Pastor Jim said, the human condition. The peace of God, 
before you can have peace with God. Excuse me, the peace with God before you can have the peace of God. The comfort to you is the peace of God, like Pastor Jim said. The peace with God is he's the God who saves you, who's able to speak stillness into your spirit. That spirit that's been searching and and grappling and trying to make sense and understand the idea of theology and, and religion, all that noise that comes in that genre. Jesus is able to be the silencer of that and say, none of that matters. What matters is the name, my name, the name Jesus. He's able to be the silencer of the noise, the Jesus who saves you. Romans picks it up. Paul again, he says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have what? Peace with God. Come on, church, when it's underlined, come on, you know what to do. We have what? Peace with God. Through who? Our Lord Jesus. It's through Jesus that we have peace with God. We don't get peace with God because we come to church or we pay our tithes or, or we get involved in a ministry or, or we like hanging out here week to week. No, we get peace with God through Jesus. He's how it happens. That's why he's so important in this season. Ephesians, again, Paul picks this up and he says, But now in Christ Jesus, who in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near. Here's the salvation part. You've been brought near through the blood of Christ. Not through the blood of any person, anybody else's name. Christ's name is there. For Christ himself is our peace. He is. There it is. He's the owner. He's the the, the Lord over it. He is our peace. Our peace. That's what the Word of God says. And tonight you may be just a restless spirit in the room. I came here to tell you that God saves through the person of Jesus. He's able to bring your peace in this season of hostility and noise, collateral damage. You know, Christmas time is, they say, one of the most depressing times of the year. Because it's usually the time when we've hurt people and we are not around family we got so much tension in our hearts we don't want to be with you know it's just that's the nature sometimes i don't understand because the consumerism i don't know but somehow it becomes the most depressing time of life of our year and i'm here to tell you the hope that is in this season is the name jesus he's able to bring the comfort and he's also able to bring the salvation to our hearts i love that and so just as we Ponder on that thought. I said that Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, is able to give and able to take away. Maybe you've been in a season where, you know, I, I had peace at the beginning of the year, but I felt like it's gone. What's that all about? I get people to tell me that all the time. I, I sensed God for a season of my life, and then I, it disappeared. And I just, just very simply, I wrote down three thoughts. That sometimes this Lord of Peace gives peace for certain reasons, and sometimes he takes the peace off of me for this salvation moment intentionally in three different ways, really quickly. Not in your notes, but if you want to write this down. His removal of peace can disturb us when we're wrong sometimes. Ever been walking down a path that you just know, and all of a sudden there's just this check in your gut? Sometimes that's where God starts to remove his peace because he's saying, hey, you're going the wrong way. Why does he tell us we're going the wrong way? Not because he wants to be, you know, uh, a Google Maps in our life, because he wants to save us. He's trying to rescue us and bring him to himself. And sometimes he'll remove that peace in your life, and, and you'll have a season where you're just, you're just disturbed on the inside. Don't ignore that. That could be God removing his peace, this Lord of peace saying, I'm disturbing you 
to bring you back. Or when I'm wrong, when I'm in a season of, of sin in my life. He also disturbs me or disrupts me when I get too comfortable. Those of you that have been in church and following Christ for a long time, maybe this is where God begins to be the Lord of peace and he takes his hand off of your life or removes peace out of your life because we've gotten comfortable. Maybe he wants to just bring us to a place where we're, we're, we're face-to-face with, with poverty or face-to-face with, with, with uncertainty, face-to-face with, with things that are a little more less palatable in our political correct world because he's trying to show us something. Or maybe he's trying to burden our hearts. Don't ignore it. It could be he's trying to save you from complacency or save me from being in a routine or a rut. He sees that I'm headed towards a valley of death. And he's like, wait, I'm going to make you uncomfortable because I'm trying to rescue you because he loves us. And then lastly, I think sometimes he, he draws his piece and he moves it. Have you ever seen, you know what? I, 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 can, I've said, I can say this in my life that there have been times where I have seen God's peace move and I can actually see it move. It went from this house to this house or from this ministry to this ministry. And I've seen in season of my life where I'm going, well, we, that used to be here. We're, we're, but now I see it there. And I think God does that because what it causes me to do is to walk towards it. I desire that again in my life. Sometimes God will remove peace. He'll, he'll, he'll remove peace from our hearts to draw us closer to him because he's the source of it. Remember when the cloud would move, it would move at such a pace that even the smallest kid could keep up with it. Sometimes God moves and says, I want you to follow me. So maybe there's a disturbance in the force tonight in your life, all right? I saw Star Wars last night. It's still in me, all right? Maybe there's a, a disturbance going on in your spirit, and, and, and you're, instead of ignoring it, instead of trying to silence it, instead of trying to say it's the enemy, it's Satanas, it's the devil, he's trying to mess. Maybe it could be the Lord of peace, Sar Shalom, the God who is able to give and take away because he's trying to get us someplace to save us, to rescue us, to get us out of where we were. And draw us closer to him. I don't know where you're at tonight. But I know that that connects with someone in this room tonight. It's God's word so it can't return void. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask God to just speak and ask us, where, where is this supposed to hit me in my heart, in my spirit tonight, Father? Would you allow God to do that in your life? Would you just bow your heads all over this place and close your eyes? We're going to have a moment of reflection, a moment of just saying, okay, God, the word of God has been spoken. You are Sar Salom. You are the prince of peace. You are the authority of peace. And maybe I'm disturbed by the lack of peace, and I, and I shouldn't ignore that. I, I, maybe it's drawing me closer to the source of peace. I don't know where you're at tonight. Maybe you're in a season of, of, of discomfort or a storm, and God's trying to be the co- God that comforts. Maybe you're in a season or you're lost, and God's trying to bring you home. I don't know where you may be, but just right now, in this special moment, watching online, just take like 15 seconds in this moment and just say, God, where am I? Where do I stand? Where does this word hit my heart? Am I in a season of discomfort? Am I in a season of being absolutely lost? Speak to me. Just let his Holy Spirit speak to you right now. You might even be saying silence is uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's what he's trying to speak to you. 
be still. Be still and know that I'm still in charge. Jesus, speak to us. Speak to us, God. You are Sarsalom. You are the prince of peace. Peace is yours to wield. And so, God, we surrender to that. We run to you, our source. We run to you, Jesus, this year. No, it wasn't a mistake. No, Isaiah knew exactly what to call you. Our mighty God, our wonderful counselor, the everlasting Father who will never leave us, but the one who wields comfort and salvation in his hands. Father, I pray for those in this room tonight who are in the middle of a storm. They truly are burdened by it, God. It's followed them all year long. Would you speak peace, be still to their situation, to their circumstance tonight? Will you just step in in an unprecedented way that's truly unexplainable and bring peace to that situation? Maybe it's a a marriage that's on the brink of falling apart. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know, Father, but I hear the Holy Spirit saying the relationship with a son and a mother. God, I hear it in my spirit that God, that you could even bring restoration to that tonight. That you'll soften that son's heart and you'll bring forgiveness in that situation. Well, Lord, maybe there's someone in this room that's been on a journey trying to find themselves, trying to find the meaning and the purpose of this all, and they're reaching for the internet here, and they're reaching for culture there, and they're trying to find it in other things. But, Lord, tonight, may they find you. May they find their salvation and their hope in you, Jesus. If you're here tonight and that's you, all over this place, in your own little seat, wherever you're at, just watching online, just right where you're at, God can intervene, God can step in. But it requires us just reaching up to heaven and, and confessing with the heart authentically that we need him, that we recognize him as the gift giver, as we recognize him as our savior and the Lord of our life. Would you call out to heaven if that's you tonight? In your own way, would you say, God, I need you. Right now in this moment, Jesus you died on the cross. You forgave us of our sins. You took our place. And tonight I accept you. I reach out to you as my Sar Shalom, as my Lord of peace. And I pray right now that your salvation is a gift to me. I accept it today. Change me. I repent of my sins. I turn away from all the things that have separated me and you, God. Just cry out to him tonight. And I embrace the gift of salvation. You are Jesus who saves. And I embrace salvation in this season. Let it change me and everyone around me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I really felt in my spirit. I know I mentioned that. I really felt in my spirit that this is kind of like an appetizer, but we've already eaten, so I know this is backwards. But this really doesn't have anything to do with it. A little bit. I don't want to say anything to do. But I felt in my spirit tonight when I walked in this room that this is... 
This is for somebody. This is just from the book of Colossians, and I'm going to read a passage of Scripture. And I know we've read the, the word tonight. It's not going to be on the screen, so you're just going to have to either open your Bible app or trust. Write it down, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 15. And it just simply says this. I know Christmas from my house was a crazy time. My parents were divorced, and we are spending our time split different places. And it's the season my grandfather passed away, and tensions were high. I just felt the Holy Spirit say, someone needs to hear this tonight. So I'm just going to be obedient, if that's all right. It says this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, we are dearly loved by him. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience this Christmas season. When you walk into the in-law's house, when you walk into your ex-wife's house, and you have to do it for the sake of the kids, will you clothe yourself with these things? Bear with each other, and here it is. Here's what I felt the Holy Spirit say. And forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Ouch. Oh, yes, I will. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Here it is. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart this Christmas season. When you step into that awkward moment, when you've been avoiding that special uncle in the family for all reasons you know why, will you just put on humility and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts this Christmas season? I don't know what it is about Christmas. Most people, their hearts are a little bit more forgiving around these times. Maybe that broken relationship could be healed this year after decades of brokenness. For whoever that's worth, I felt like the Holy Spirit said he's going to give you the boldness, the confidence. He's going to give you the favor to walk into that to this, this season and, rec- and uh, reconcile a relationship.